Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, October 25th, 2021. After a, a long wrestling weekend, we've got Raw to talk about. And I, I didn't hate Raw tonight, but we'll talk about it. Leave a thumbs up on this video here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Subscribe, tap that bell for notifications, donate a super chat. It'll get your question or statement read on the air. I am joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? Apparently, I just found out that I didn't have to show up to this post show because you said I'd probably be probably. here. So that probably. clearly means card subject to change, which means that I didn't have to spend my last three hours watching Raw <laughs> and I could have been doing some other random things. So I'm a little upset that I wasn't informed about this a lot sooner. I know I know you have those days that are like you wake up, you work and you you work until you sleep. Yeah. And then like every it. day, actually got, got like three or four of those this week. Like it's nonstop. A bunch of interviews this week. We dropped a bunch last week, guys. Marina Shafir, Tom Lawler, uh, Juice Robinson. I feel, gosh, I feel like another one. Deanna Perrazzo. And then today we dropped one with Indy Hartwell ahead of her big ladder match. Must be nice. It is nice. It's very nice. She was great. She was wonderful. We talked about the wedding, all kinds of cool stuff. But before this episode, what Denise? What'd you do today? I'm what, saying talk to today? the hand. What? What'd you do today? Voiceovers for my videos and editing. are you saying that you did voiceover work, Denise? No. I'm so proud of you, Sean. It's my everyday work for my videos well, that I do. That's still voiceover work. I'm that's so not proud voiceover of you. Voiceover work. That's my voice. If it's only voiceover work, yeah. I'm pretending to make somebody else's voice. Yeah, of course. Uh, guys, get in your super chat to get your question or statement read on the air but we've got shows every single day go back check out grapsity from saturday also a bound for glory review uh an AEW dynamite review that's back on track for wednesday this week uh we are working around the clock updating our resources section all that good stuff so get those super chats in but right before this episode of raw aired fightful select broke the news of what would be main eventing and several of the matches on the show uh, hell of a main event. Uh, that was pretty, pretty wild, but I I didn't hate Raw tonight. There were some things that I really just were like, ugh, but Sean, I didn't hate I it. I have the perfect, well, I have two really great analogies for Raw today, okay? First of all, it was kind of like a roller coaster. And the reason by that is like the, like the highs were really high, like they were really good, but then the lows were really, really low and kind of lame, you know? There you go. I, I agree. So what I usually do is tie in the promo with the main event segment. But I think we should kick off with that because 
I've got plenty of things to say about this promo in general. So Big E comes out and he's he's pushing the fact that he's champion. He gives credit to, to Xavier Woods, Drew McIntyre, all that good stuff. And then we get interrupting promo. Knock, knock, Denise. Who's there? Interrupting promo. Interrupting promo. Promo! What? What did get you it. say? I don't get it. That wasn't funny, Sean. Knock, knock. Jokes are supposed to be funny. We got an interrupting promo where everybody came out and made their case to be champion. The only problem is, Denise, all four of these people lost their last match. All four of them. All four. Look, look at this. Look at this. Comedic legend over her head. Oof, Denise. Of course, Denise didn't get it. I'm sorry. I just don't. I, I laugh at other stuff, Sean. I don't, you know what? I think we've established you that and I'm I do not hilarious. share the same thing. No, you and I do not share the same <laughs> thing in terms of what we think is funny. Okay. Oh, Anyways. my gosh. Anyway, Seth Rollins comes out. And then here's what I love. Like Sorry, we're not even five minutes into the show and we're already non-coexisting. I know. Ray Mysterio comes out and he goes, if anybody deserves a WWE title shot, it's me. And when I heard that, I heard, if anybody deserves a WWE title shot, it's definitely me who hasn't won a match in three months. That's what I felt like. Look, I was Sean. like, come on. If they would have just told us, Fresh start, fresh slate. Season they premiere. did. They did said they? new season premiere. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That instantly means fresh new stuff. What did else it? does new season premiere mean? Did it? Maybe. Yes, it does, Sean. You got to read in between they, the lines. Yeah, uh, no, no. Yes, here's here's yes. why, Denise. Because new season premiere. Oh no! Oh no! 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 You don't on. read between the lines in WWE. They beat you over the head with it with like a mallet. They okay, treat well, you like you're stupid. Us. They yes. kept telling us new season premiere. Yeah, but they didn't say like, oh my gosh, everything's so... Fr I, I just disagree. I just When disagree. does WWE explain things to us? Never. You just got to take it for what are it is. Are you new kidding season me? No, you are mistaking them explaining things for them being too lazy to do it. If they want you to know something, oh boy, look at these guys. They're having so much fun. That's, oh boy, they explain to us everything like we're idiots. If they don't explain it, they don't want us to know. That's how it is. There are not Okay, they don't people. want us to know that all these guys are coming off of losses. Exactly. So we get that, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, fine. Uh, by the way, guys, thank you for the super chats. Uh, this promo, I mean, it was, it was the interrupting promo. You know the drill. You know what's happening. We've seen it before, Denise. All right, well, can I just say that I actually like this? Like, I know the whole thing about them coming off of losses, but I was willing to look the other direction, okay? I'm tired of Here looking like I, I just hate everything because I do not. And I legitimately enjoyed this entire promo. I like Biggie, you know, starting off his thing. Seth Rollins coming out and Biggie essentially telling them, you got you lost to Edge. You got to go, you know, wait your turn in the back of the line now. I really enjoyed that. Rey Mysterio coming out was a little bit out of the blue. I didn't really see that coming. For a second, I really thought 
that they were going to go back to Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. And I thought they were going to do Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. And whoever won that match was going to go on to face Big E. But then you get Finn Balor coming out. And I like that they all came out. And yes, they're all coming off of these losses. But they, but they kind of made up for that. And this is how I'm going to twist it, okay? This is how I'm going to defend this, all right? They came out and they started basically listing their accomplishments of things that they have done. You know what? That blinded me a little bit. It worked. It tricked me for a hot minute. So I enjoyed it. Then you have Kevin Owens coming out. And then I started thinking they should do a four-way. Sonya comes out. She announces a four-way. And I'm thinking, hell yeah. And then she says it's going to be a ladder match. And I was like, hell yeah. Denise, <laughs> so this was the win for me. Okay, I, I am getting tired of you respecting me or disrespecting me. A one-time <laughs> OGC 149-pound third-place medalist a one-time Naga 170-pound silver medalist, and a one-time EMAC 185-pound gold medalist. I'm getting very sick and of a, this. And a hundred-time pain in my ass, by the also way. Also, a one-time owner of this belt. You want it? Reach out. Oh, Reach out and grab it. Reach out Sean, do it. Reach I'm to your camera. Bit, do it right no, now. No, I'm offended Oops, right I dropped now. it. No, I'm offended right now. You're not bragging about the best award that you've ever received, and now I'm angry. Oh, you mean this? Because you're not the world's greatest dirt sheet boy, but I am. Also, I am the one-time owner of a signed Hillbilly Jim action figure. Are you? I doubt it. I doubt it. Brandon Charles Powell says, SRS versus Denise, the one rematch I don't mind seeing over and over. I am Malucha says... Had to interrupt Homeland Binge to come hang uh, and enjoy how it, Denise indirectly quotes Half-Baked. Hey, SRS, what? what's it all about again? I quoted Half-Baked? Huh? What? Raphael, Raphael says, Sean, I swear you better go get your Naga belt. I didn't get a Naga belt. I was second place. They, I think they did a medal there that day. All second the... place? Sean, you're either first or you're last. Well... You're not first, you're last. Sorry, bud. I guess I was last because I definitely wasn't first. I got ran there through you go. in that So tournament. don't brag. I didn't brag. I just said I didn't get a belt for it. What the hell are you talking about? GM Classic says, hey, Denise, it was great meeting you at PCW Ultra. It was a real honor, and thank you for the advice. SRS, you already know, FTF all day. FTF. I, it's been over a year, and that's still over. Blame yeah. It. Man. People like to curse, Sean. Shocker. Razor says, BTW, do we have the SRS, SOS song yet from Grapsity? It's still all about the butt. People were getting tired of it's all about the butt, so I'm laying off of that. Oh, people complain to you? Yeah, they were getting like, they were getting like pretty. What did you say? I didn't they see. They were like, oh, the, it's all about the butt is just getting old. But yeah, way he too. did it for one for two shows, and the first it, show yeah. was the introduction. You did it for more shows, didn't you? I would never. But Sean, you're starting to book this podcast like WWE. We're telling you we don't me. want it, and what do you do? You book the same things over and over again. It's all about me, and it's you know it's all about but. Sean, I need this job. I need the money. You cannot push our viewers away. Rob Reed said, how did Hillbilly Jim sign that figure? 
when he's still giving his Hall of Fame speech. So funny story. That was the first action figure I ever saw. The first wrestling figure I ever saw was a Hillbilly Jim. I told the people at Toy Vomit this, and he reached into a glass case, and he said, here, take this. And if you doubt that he signed it, here is an actual print photograph of him holding the fo- the figure that he signed. Unreal. We've got some people talking about some stuff that happened this weekend, Denise. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, uh, KE775 says, Is it true Sonya wanted to lay hands on Charlotte on Friday? Is it true that Charlotte has become unpopular with her peers from PW Insider? Uh, I mean, if you don't want to waste your money on a super chat, the, the quick way is... If we haven't reported it, I probably don't know because I'm, I'm probably working to verify it. Like, I've had nothing but DMs about this today and uh, about 100 long, what's going on here? What's going on here? Even Jimmy was messaging me like, hey, can you figure this out? And I'm like, what do you think I'm doing? What? <laughs> that was your boss basically g- saying get the good shit out there, Sean. my thumbs all day. I've been, on the, I've been on the horn all day trying to figure this out. Uh, it was messy. It was a very messy situation. Nerd Guru says, I don't know what's rumor and what's not, but I've been saying for years that Charlotte never sells. Even the poorly booked people at least do their job. There, there was one person that expressed that concern to me, but um, I'm not saying that I shared that, share that sentiment, but somebody did share that sentiment. Emily Cease, our bestie, says, you know, it's all about the woof, which is important. Ken Shearer says, is the new era of Raw just SmackDown? It did feel like it. We had a lot of the same teams, Street Profits, Alpha Academy, the Dirty D-Wags, Denise. Jesus Christ. I'll share my thoughts later on that. Kari Fly says, uh, the only new thing about this this season is the horrible entrance songs. I guess we can go on to... Uh, Damian Priest for this one. What did you think of that new entrance? Because Sean, I have you like not that. been seeing my tweets? Do you not know? I do. You not know. know, Sean? Do you not know that this Preferably. is that the Damian Priest entrance song was my favorite thing? This is my thing. This is my song, man. The whole like dun 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 thing. That was all for. I enjoyed that very very much. Yeah, I thought it was a lame change. I mean, quite frankly, I don't look at anybody's tweets or anything during the I show. I know because you're just a ham. Anyway, I work. I I get in the zone. I work. I can't help it. Sean, I've seen your Twitter feed, all right? Don't lie to us. Mm. Don't lie to us. Anyways, Mm. but what I'm trying to say here is that I freaking love that song so much. And when they changed it, a piece of me died. A piece of me died today, Sean. And that was it. It killed me. Yeah, Nikolai Kreese says, uh, Toa Leona killed it with FTR tonight. And hey, Raw didn't suck. So yay. Well, we got Damian Priest versus T-Bar. And I was very excited about this match. We haven't seen it before. They were laying hands on each other. This was a sirloin beef sons of bitches match, and it was it was good. And then it got hilarious to me. Why was <laughs> it hilarious? He parked through that damn office chair, and Damian Priest looked like somebody stole his juice box. He was mad, Denise. He went off. He stomped T Bar's head, clotheslined him upside down. Do you think this? I mean. I'm sure it continues. It's WWE, so even if it ended in a clean pinfall, next week it was going to continue. But because of this, it's got to continue more. But I also do wonder, why didn't he just win the match? I mean, I get it. He got hit with an office chair. But if they were going to have him do all that, I don't believe that T-Bar is going to beat him next week either. 
All right. So first of all, I was depressed about the theme song, but then the match got started and I, and I thought, okay, you know what? I'm cool. Like, let's see this. Like we haven't like that. I recall seeing Damian priest versus T bar that I remember. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm into this. Let's see what they do here. Uh, at the beginning of this, they gave T bar a lot during this match. So I started to think, oh my God, what if they're just going to have T bar just like out of nowhere, pin Damian priest. And I, there was at least two different moments in this match, like right at the beginning where I thought that the match, Match was over and I thought that they were going to pin Damian Priest and I was like oh god please don't go this direction and then there was a moment um after he hit after um there was a moment afterwards right before he tossed the chair where I thought they were actually going to go into like this long match and I was like okay I'm looking forward to this and then he threw in the chair and it ended up being a DQ and I was like damn it had to be a damn DQ so I was a little irritated then But then when Damien Priest ended up like going off and, you know, just basically like running mad and throwing all, you know, throwing, going all crazy and all of that. I loved it. I loved all of that. But now I'm wondering, though, like, is he it was that like supposed to be some sort of heel turn or is he still supposed to be a baby face? Because I I kind of got mixed signals. I think it's kind of reasonable to kick the shit out of somebody when they hit you in the face with an office chair. But here's the thing, though, like the, the change in his theme. Why would they do that? And then if you notice, too, he had like a different look in his eyes. I got an answer for you. Why would they do that? Because they are inept. That's why. Because they don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I have a feeling that they're turning him heel. I, I felt it today. I, I got the vibes, man. I looked I looked right into his eyes and I felt it. Well, El Rey Velez says, why did they have to change Priest's song? The album was so good. I mean, same with Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn's was perfect for him. RH says, I truly thought Dijakovic was debuting. And I was going to feast my eyes. I fully expect Mia Yim to come back in the Reckoning mask at this point. I mean, she's not mentioned. She's not backstage. Uh, shown with all the other women. Like, it's very, very odd. Nikolai says his neutron is the clue. Damien's side was the evil priest. Oh, with Damien was the, the evil side priest was the holy angelic. Then why not wait and do it next week? Why not wait and do this new shit next week after he's he's had the big turn? So am I right? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I felt I'm gonna it. ask because I've been asking. I'm like, where is he? Where is he? And they're like, oh, we just don't have plans for him till after Crown Jewel. And I was like, that's weird. He's a champion. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't well, know. SRS mute Denise in due time. Kate Hensler, who's back from the Jericho Crew, says, "Is this a season premiere of the post show?" I mean, I guess it kind of would be because you started around this time of year. I mean, fall kind of maybe it's like September 2019. Yeah, but it was, I think it was like kind of early. It. We postponed it. We the season premiere. We, we decide how long it is. Uh, Cyclops says, fans are butt hurt that it's all about the butt. Please, <laughs> no. Zakari says, hey, Sean in Hollywood, <laughs> Salcedo, and it's S-A-L-S-A-D-I-O. I, I, I appreciate you misspelling her name. I love that. Wait, say that again. How did they Salcedo? spell it? Salcedo. Hey, Sean in Hollywood, Salcedo. First Super Chat on Fightful, usually a Wrestle Talk boy. But just start listening to you guys. Take my money. Well, we appreciate you. Um, Please intentionally misspell her name all the time. Uh, Dude, I misspell my own name all the time. I don't care. Fair. Guys, get in your Super Chats. Get your question or statement read on the air. TNA for Life says, Tonight's Raw felt different. Focused storytelling with a clear linear direction. It actually felt worth watching. I did not regret watching this show. That I, I will agree with. 
We had Zelina come out and do her coronation. She would switch between her accent and a bit of a British accent. I liked it. I thought it was harmless. It was stupid, but it was harmless. Why did you like it? It doesn't make why any not? sense. Because what else was she doing? Well, That's I'm just why. saying, just because you win a crown, all of a sudden doesn't make you like, I don't know, British or something. Sure does. Does it really? I, yeah, I got on a quiz show and I turned British. What are you talking about? Jesus Christ. All right. Well, yeah, it's okay. We, you can call me Sean. We uh, share different views on this. So Zelina is giving her speech as the rest, the rest of the roster, six girls wash on. And, you know, I would like to think that they're going to push Zelina. They should have before this, Denise. They should have before. But before I, and during the tournament, you know. I know what it's gonna gonna end up being. It's gonna end up being Zelina with this gimmick eating a bunch of losses and them saying, Well, she's got the queen gimmick, so that's all she needs. Um I tonight was a little more promising. She faced Dewdrop again for some reason. For some reason, Dewdrop's doing those axe handles that everybody complained about last week. Again, this was whatever. I'm Way happy that Zelina got the win because I don't need to see them 50-50 the queen right after she became the queen, Denise. That was legitimately the only pro about this because immediately I just thought to myself, like, damn, like this is supposed to be the season premiere and we're getting this as a rematch. And mm -hmm. so the fact that they actually gave her the win here, that was the only positive because I was thinking the exact same thing you were. I was thinking, all right, because they have the because she has the crown they're automatically going to think that they can give her a bunch of losses or that they can 50-50 book her and all of that. And quite frankly, that's what I was expecting. But the fact that she got this win, I thought, hell yeah, you know what? Good for yes. her. Might as well do something with the fact that you crowned her queen. Give her something because I'll just, I mean, I know we're I'm not going to talk about this right now, but I just want to say that that isn't like not building up women on this show is the reason why we're already getting Becky versus Bianca next week we've got a bunch of super chats about this which it this is good because people care right now about the queen's crown as bad as that tournament was booked Stephen levi says uh so apparently winning queen of the ring means you get to speak with a british accent half the time anyways great raw great work on select thank you so much for that compliment uh and kari fly says i think it's going to be an unworthy queen gimmick that's why her first win was because she cheated I, I So I'll tie this into a couple other Super Chats. Joel Wood says, King Booker had the horrible accent, but it was on purpose. Uh, and T.S. Genki says, Zelina's fake accent reminds me of Booker. So tie that into the unworthy queen thing. I think it would have been really funny because they were in Houston. After her promo, they cut off to the side and Queen Charmella's there. And she just says, tell me she didn't just say that. I think that would have been <laughs> really good and a great nod to history of her saying she's the first queen, she's the first queen, because there have been queens before, uh, Queen Sherry, Queen Charmel, maybe another one that became queen because there was a king of the ring. But um, I think that would have been a funny little little thing they could have thrown in, and it could have made her like, like question her credibility just a little bit because you want that out of out of Zelina, um, but. I thought that Zelina did great with her promo with what she was given and what she was directed to do. I hope this means good things. Yeah, I hope this is a new direction for her for sure. Because they need it. They need a they need a, they need to put some women, they need to push some women, yes. period, because they're running out of options. 
ShotKid29 says, can't wait to see WWE try to work the Charlotte thing into the Survivor Series build and argue it was all part of the plan, a la Mania 30. So I, I did see some of the speculation online that people said, oh, maybe this is a WWE plant thing. No, I can tell you very much it was not uh, because I, I tried to ask WWE about it and they they were not keen on it. It was talent. It was people. And quite frankly, most of the talent wasn't even there. They were among the only talent left in the building Friday because everybody else had already hit the bricks because they were they wanted to go home. They retired from Saudi. There were all kinds of people that weren't there. So um, there you go. Volub says, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Raw review. Whatever. Where's my keep cool gabagool merch, Sean? Uh, you tell them to design it and we'll put it up on the shop. How about that? How about that one? Because I have not been approached about Keep Cool Gabagool merch. I want to see a crossover, Denise, between the Jimmy's Johns guy and Tony D. Tony D'Angelo. I don't get it. You've never seen the Jimmy's Johns guy? No. The Jimmy John's sandwich commercial? No. I've never seen it. I got to assign you some homework, Denise. No, no. The last time you assigned me homework, I had to watch Joe Dirt. No, (laughs) no. That was great. I'm done. You know, not assign me homework anymore. Uh, Nerd Guru says there was no mention of brand supremacy tonight. Oh, buddy, give it a week. Freaking Jimmy's Johns. That's what we're here Besides, for. Besides, I don't even like Jimmy Johns. I think Jersey Mike's is so much better. There you go. Freaking Jimmy's Johns. <sighs> well. was that i'm just i'm just thinking about like what what we possibly go to how about carmella live morgan again okay what do you want to start off with on this one the fact that this match happened for the 42nd time maybe why do we need okay cool here here's the match there were two things i really enjoyed about the match actually in comparison to all their other matches it's probably the best to me. I thought it was a good Sean, one. It's all a blur now. Yeah. I've is. combined all of their matches together in my head. Lives lives Chucky gear rule. I loved it. She's always she's always bringing the gear. I loved Liv hitting the face buster on the table right next to Corey Graves who just proposed to Carmella. His reaction was great. And that was I, the best part. I adored the finish. That float over face buster that I don't think I've ever seen before. It was like the setup float over like The Rock used to do for his DDT, but it was into a face buster. Really dig that. The face buster is a good little finish. Um, I actually liked the match. Just I didn't care because I've seen it 700 times, Denise. You know what's sad? When I think about Carmella and Liv Morgan, you know what the first thing that pops into my head besides rematches? What's that? The Peacock commentary with the English and the Spanish and the oh, French. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing that pops into my mind. Okay? Already blocked it out at this point. I did. That's it. I sweet. thought that was hilarious. That was oh. epic, man. Anyways, I mean, it's unfortunate that it happened during that match, but it was still kind of funny, the commentary thing. But anyways, um, look, I don't understand why we got this match again. And here's the thing, too. If you recall, commentary basically uh, promoted this match when they put it up on the screen and we found out we were getting it next. They were like, a SmackDown feud moves on over to Raw. And I thought, holy shit, like this is absolutely like nuts that we're actually going to, you know, get this match again and now they're carrying this feud over onto raw that legitimately doesn't make any sense at all and then on top of that 
The only thing that I found entertaining during this match was like you mentioned, everything that occurred um, once they got, you know, Corey Graves involved and, you know, with the recent announcement of their engagement, all of that good stuff, that was enjoyable. So this match happened on June 4th. Carmella won in two and a half minutes. Then they did it the next week. Liv won in three minutes. They did it two weeks later. Liv won in three minutes. They came back a couple months later, and they were in a four-way. Bianca Belair beat both of them, so what's that matter? They came back three weeks later. They did a tag team match, Liv and Tony, against Carmella and Zelina. That was a count-out, two minutes. They came back a week later, did Liv and Carmella. It was about eight minutes, and that was the best one so far, the kickoff. Then they did the same match uh, a week and a half later. Carmella beat Liv Morgan in the Queen's Crown in one minute, 40 seconds. Then they did this. You know, you just had to have that again. Hey, Sean. What? I got a DM from your wife. She's talking shit about you. I know. She's telling me that. She's telling me that she can't stand you. She she sent you. No, she sent you a Jimmy John's commercial. She said you're annoying, that you're you're horrible to live with. I'm going to mute Denise. My wife sent her a Jimmy's John's commercial. Nope. She said your head is in, your head is as big as your so ego. Proud. Mute. Mute. Brandon Charles Powell said, so Vince said, let's do a live versus Carmella. Uh, and everyone said, good idea, Vince. Oh, it, there was a Bruce Pritchard article where he had the balls to like, when somebody said, does Vince have any matches that he goes back and watches? And Bruce goes, I think he just, does something and moves on Mm, as if buddy Brandon Rosen says only seven more matches before between Liv and Carmella before the feud is over. (sighs) Orlando says, wonder if traffic was to blame for half empty seats tonight. I mean, quite frankly, WWE's tickets aren't moving great. I mean, in comparison to the competition, they're not moving great. There's, there's no other way to put it. Jay blood says this best of 90 live Carmella series is great. Long-term storytelling. That's what people say. How many matches have they had? Six officially. They had one that didn't even start, though, if you remember. But this is the sixth singles match. But that's what people will say to me if I complain about rematches. They're like, oh, thought you liked long-term booking and storytelling. I was like, what story have they told that Carmella thinks that, or Carmella knows that she's hot? That's it. That's the story? Well, yeah, I guess you can. I thought she was just, well, I guess that's the story. Yeah, you're right. She, she knows she's hot. She's protecting her face. What is this? What's Liv Morgan's story in this? None. There is none. She's losing. Orlando Arego says, can't wait for SRS to interview Adam Cole and use it's all about the butts. I'll try, I'm going to try. Getting those AEW interviews isn't so easy for me these days. But. Ha <laughs> ha, sucker. <laughs> I had an AEW interview like last week. Good for you. Uh, I, I've got one in the can right now. Yeah, from like eight years ago, probably. <laughs> Just last month. <laughs> there's you a reason. I mean? You see there's, what I mean? There's a reason. It's, it's actually, month, it's, it's more Sean. about GCW. It's more about GCW. Anyway, the Nerd Guru kicks us off with the Bianca Becky promo. And I thought Bianca did pretty well, but the material she was given, I thought was not, not great. Nerd Guru says, Raw, aside from the rematches, felt someone inspired this week. A main event that ruled with stakes, and Becky and Bianca had an awesome brawl. They did have an awesome brawl. And I think Bianca is getting great on the mic. She's getting really, really good on the mic. But when they have her come out and say, 
well, you know what? I deserve a championship match. And I'm like, you got one last week and you got one earlier last week and you got one last month. And they, and I'm not saying Bianca Belair, the person before people get mad and start tweeting at me, they have booked this woman who to me, if you had her go on a freaking Goldberg streak, I'd, uh, I'd buy it. I would completely buy it. Like who could beat her six straight matches. She does not have a pinfall or submission win, but then they have her come out Denise and say, well, I deserve a title shot. I don't think anybody does based on record or anything like that. They have her come out and say, that's why you had to cheat to win. It was a no DQ match. This is the same person that they scripted to come out and say, oh, well, I wasn't ready. So the fact that you beat me in 26 seconds doesn't matter. Excuses aren't good. That's not a babyface thing to do. Making excuses is not a babyface thing to do. And she is such an easy slam dunk babyface. And they find little ways. Sean, here's my question. At the Hold top on. of the show. Annika says, but SRS, they all in DQs are sketchy. Well, that just shows me that those matches didn't matter. Sorry, Denise. I know that you, you'd probably tackle that. I don't want to talk that. anymore. <laughs> well, I'm just going to mute her. Denise, I know you'd probably want to tackle that. Yes, she hasn't won any of those matches. They all ended DQs are sketchy. What that does is just encourage, just tell me that her matches aren't going to matter to WWE. Sorry, Denise, please continue. Here's my question to you, Sean. At the top of this stream, you said you enjoyed Raw today. I have I not heard one thing that you actually enjoyed, and we're not even um, talking about the main event yet. I enjoyed the Zelina promo. I enjoyed Zelina winning. I enjoyed Damian Priest <laughs> versus T Bar. Things. Those are little things. That's I enough enjoyed... to make the, the to make to make it a great show for you. Well, this low bar, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go polar opposite of what you just said right now. Well, I agree with all of your points that you made because they you had a lot of valid reasons for what you said. I agree with everything yeah, you I'm said. Yeah, I'm smart. Okay. Anyways, but I have to say that I absolutely adored this segment with Becky and Bianca Belair. Like this for mm -hmm. me was one of the highlights of the show. I mean, aside from the main events, this was one of my favorite things that we got. Uh, the reason why I liked all of this is because Becky Lynch basically going off about how, Be how Bianca was able to accomplish all of these things, all of these things in her career. The only reason that she was able to do it was because Becky was not was not there, was not there. So Bianca was able to, you know, gain all these accolades. And then when Bianca, I actually thought this was Bianca's best promo work that she's she ever done. Because when she first started on the mic, you, she's always had personality, but you, there were certain times where she would stumble. You, she wasn't so sure. Like you can tell she wasn't completely sure about what she was saying, right? This to me was her best promo that she has done in terms where she was talking about the, when she was talking about uh, Becky needing validation from the fans, when she she was saying how, you know, even though, uh, you know, Becky Lynch came back and she won the title and she beat her, that people are still rooting for her. I think that the way that she delivered that those lines, she felt very grounded where it didn't feel like she was cutting a promo. It felt like she was directly telling her something like it, it hit differently, I think, from all of her stuff that we're used to seeing on the mic. So I actually thought that they did very well together. And in terms of like this one promo for me,
like I was already going to be invested in Becky versus Bianca, sure. right? I was already going to be invested in that. That's a given. But I think that what they did today during the segment made me get more invested, which was why I was so upset when they said that this match is already happening next week. I was not happy about that because I oh. wanted long-term story Lucky talent. for you, Denise. It's going to end in a disqualification or no, a count out no, or no, no contest. I don't want that. See, I don't want that. You can't do that. You already did their SummerSlam match and it was terrible in terms of like, you know, what happened and the backlash and all of that. You, you, you can't do that, man. You got to give us an honest match when you first get it. So um, what... So once we got past WWE's scripting of of Bianca, once we got past the I deserve the title match and you cheated, I thought Bianca kicked so much ass. She was great. The brawl ruled. And I will say this every week until it doesn't become noticeable to me. One of the best things that WWE has done for their women talent is let them dress like they want to instead of making them come out in their gear and a merch shirt every single week because every time that Bianca comes out there, every time that Charlotte comes out there, they look like the celebrities that they are. They look like people that people want to cheer for and want to idolize and want to emulate their style and, and all that stuff. And that goes a long way. Like it's one thing to sell shirts to me, the, the cooler you make the, the talent, probably the more popular their merch will be as well. Yeah, I also liked when uh, when Becky was so confident and she was about to like smack her with that kendo stick, but Bianca literally just like stopped it, like she was like an action movie star. Oh, I loved her going off and you know, like engineer smacking her with the kendo stick. I love the entire thing that they did after this. This, I, I, I can't say enough good stuff about this segment. Yeah, they kicked ass in this segment. We've got a bunch of super chats. Danny from the base says, "Are they going to book Bianca like they booked Drew for the last six months?" I hope to God not. I really hope to God not. Uh, Kari Fly says, Bianca is constantly improving on the mic. She had Be Becky stuttering. She was so good. Uh, yeah, Bianca has shown great leaps of improvement on the microphone, really everywhere. Like her, her transitions in the ring and like, like the way that she, her footwork is even better. Bianca's nailing it, man, in all in all the categories. She's checking she, right. She's checking all the boxes. There, there's a lot of sink or swim situations, and they brought her up and didn't do shit with her for months, and then she came up and she swam every opportunity they gave her. Cyclops says, "Please tell me this is all leading to a Bel Air win." Geez, you would think so, right? You would hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah. Kari says Becky looks so good. Seth had to steal her outfit. I, like, do you I think that? that I mean, I mean, I they both dress great, but do you think Seth is renting his suits or do you think he's bought them all and he's writing them off? I think he's bought them all, man. I mean, the reality is if he wanted to resell them, he could resell them for more than what they cost. That's oh, that's yeah. the that's the the key to wrestling gear and stuff. You buy gear and then you sell it for more than what you paid for it. And, but those yeah. types of coats, they take up a lot of space, man. They, sure I'm do. pretty, but I mean, I both thought, Becky they and Seth have the money. They got yeah. a big house, you know. They just got a beautiful walk-in closet each, you know. Yeah. Raphael says, "Was that promo a shot at what happened between Charlotte and Becky?" I definitely think the Becky line about constantly being in the headlines. I think it was a reference. I do. Nerd Guru says that Becky Bianca promo had some very thinly veiled shots at the whole backstage situation. 
Becky also called herself a hero. <laughs> I think there was another one, but I don't remember what she said verbatim yeah. though. But I think there was another moment where she also kind of threw a shot, not a shot, but she, she alluded to yeah. things that occurred. JW Pringle says, do you remember Oscar Pepperidge farm does? I mean, they, they'd book her if she could. I think she's sidelined. I've been trying to find out, but you know, come on, Sean, you're failing us. You got to get us the cheese, man. I know. Joshua Carlos says, no, I don't. What is that? The dirt. Like the the dirt, the gossip, the cheese, man. I'll do what I can. Joshua Carlos says, this Raw show is unbearable to watch weekly. I didn't think it was unbearable tonight. I didn't think it was that bad. Just during the rematches, everything else was good. I am Malucha says, uh, when you two get upset, it validates my fear of for over a year of not watching Raw. That said, how hyped are you all for full gear? BTE today was classic. I haven't watched BTE yet. I'm hyped because I get to go to full gear. I didn't think I was going to. Denise saved my ass. I won't even lie. Denise saved my ass. So what What I had done, Denise, I had filled out but the I entire... Also sent you, hold on. I also told you when the, app, the credentials were up for you to fill it out. I told you yeah. twice, Sean. You did. So I had filled out the credential form, and then I got to the point where it's like linked to previous work. And I was like, well, I'm on my phone. I don't really want to go get a link. You know, it's easier on PC. You know how it is. Exactly. Yeah, because that happened to me the last time. So I, I just, lazy. I was like, oh, I'll do it. And then you got your approval. And I was like, I didn't get my approval. Yeah, you sent me a bunch of crying emojis. <laughs> did I? You did. <laughs> you were like, oh, my God, they're edging me out. And a bunch of uh, crying emojis. Did I really? Also- no, I did not. No, I yes, didn't. Yes, you did, Sean. Yes, There's you no did. Way. There's no way. I'm about uh, to pull so, up the receipts here. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> I bet you are. So anyway, I went and I submitted that and I got approved. So, yeah, you, you see, you made this big old, you panicked. You were like, oh my God, they don't like me. Muted Denise. Nerd Guru says, I still hope we can do a Becky Asuka feud where the story is that Asuka let her down, left her title in her hands, and then did nothing would rule. I would kind of like that, but it would also piss me off, Denise, because it is not Oscar's fault that she did nothing. It would it would be very much like blaming Baron Corbin for how shitty the show was in 2018 of WWE to run a storyline where it's like, Oscar, you didn't do anything about the belt. I don't get though, like Oscar letting her down. How would she have let her down? What was Oscar yeah. supposed to keep the belt and then just return it to her when she came back? I guess so. Denise, you know it's um it's Halloween season. Yes, it is. Do you like scary movies, horror movies? Yes, I do. Gory ones? Yeah, of course. I love the violence. Are you kidding me? I love blood. Well, you know what you're not going to like? You're not going to like Menscaped then. Because it's not going to look like a horror movie in your pants when you use Manscaped. None of that. No bloodbath in here. None of that. There's a better way to get your dagger clean and shiny. Hold on. You know what I use? Manscaped. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL. It's time to end the days of shaving your balls and ending up looking like, uh, looking like I don't know. I can't remember the, the sister's name in uh, the, the original Halloween. His older sister that got stabbed at us. You don't want to look like her. You don't want to look like her. The folks at Manscaped have the perfect package for your package to get this done. 
The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is in this performance package. The weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer is in it. The liquid formulations, the two free gifts. That lawnmower 2 or 2.0, it's a 4.0. It's got that advanced skin safe technology. It's like putting a big plastic tip on your knife. That way, you, you know, when you're when you're doing the hua when you're when you're pulling one of these at somebody you're a little bit safer. I mean, look, think about how your balls and wiener feel like with this. That's not safe. That's why you use manscape.com and the code fightful. You get boxers, the shed travel bag. You get the the crop reviver uh ball reviver, the crop preserver ball deodorant. All these liquid formulations, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. But that lawnmower is where it's at. I'm telling you that's where it's at. Fightful at manscaped.com. Save 20%. Hey, Denise. Hey. Ian says, quick predictions for Rose, Gonzalez, and Champa Braun. I really liked the video package for Rose and Gonzalez last week. That was cool. I think Braun Breaker wins the title tomorrow. He should. He is the only, he's the thing that has buzz on that show. I definitely think it's going to be Braun Breaker and Mandy Rose are going to come out as champions. Yep, I do too. ShotKid29 says, don't disagree about laziness. Is it possible people don't want to go fight Vince because between him and the Yes Men, they know they won't win? I mean, listen. I think so too. It's not like you can just stand up against everybody who's saying yes to him. I mean, I, I don't want to share my opinions on what happened last week because I see both sides, but I was told, I was told maybe some of the stuff that was out there about Charlotte wasn't necessarily accurate, but I was told that she did take issue with a lot of the booking last week, and she should have because a lot of the booking was stupid. Everybody went into that main event segment on Friday knowing it was stupid. It's just a couple people were willing to play ball, and another one wasn't. Brandon Charles Powell says, Arts and Crafts with Denise Salcedo, complete with voiceover work via SR. We should do a show, Sean. We should do a DIY show. Where we I make the crafts and you oh, just boy. like talk over it. Like like do commentary over it? Maybe. Yeah. Keith Bearcat Lee against Cedric Alexander. Um, oh. Simray G-Punk says, when Keith came out to actual roaring sound effects, I knew I was going to have to take a couple weeks off from watching. Main event was good, though. I, okay, after the roar, I liked what I saw. It was Keith <laughs> Lee beating up. Uh, Cedric and he looked really good. It's just they're they're taking away a lot of what made Keith Lee popular. I was about to bring that up. Well, go ahead, go ahead, have at it. Yeah, I wanted to say that I'm sorry, but they have stripped away a lot of what got Keith Lee over, a lot of what made him special. Those high impact, you know, athletic moves that we saw from Keith Lee. Um, that were impressive for his size and you wouldn't expect a guy like that to do them. But instead they kind of, he, they kind of have him working now, like every single big guy ever in WWE slow and methodical and plotting every little thing that he does. I'm sorry, but this is not the Keith Lee that I was a big fan of, or was a fan of. I, I feel like now he, they just made him generic. I'm sorry. They took a lot of what made him special and unique and kind of made him like everybody else. 
And on top of this, I do want to, there was a funny moment too at the start of this match where Corey Graves was like, you know, Cedric has a lot of momentum right now. I mean, he did lose the crown jewel. <laughs> uh, do you think Keith Lee would join the Hurt Business? God, I wish he would. <laughs> that would make him more interesting. Poor Cedric and Shelton got back together and they're just getting that ass whipped. I mean, Keith Lee threw Cedric around all over the place. Andrew says, poor Keith, they took his uniqueness away and turned him into a big man that runs his body into people and roars. I'm sure fans will invest in him now. So Denise, a lot of the people you would hear from back in the 90s, they'd tell you, work like a big man, work like a big man. Um, I disagree. Seven foot tall guys in the NBA are shooting three pointers now. Like that's big men are athletic. Big men can do crazy things. That's 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 what got T Bar and Keith Lee over. I just don't get it. If you are able to do incredible things at that size, or you're able to stand out from everybody else, I don't think I will ever understand the uh, mentality of don't do it and do this instead and be like everybody else, I will never understand that. I've never understood it, and I just don't think that's the right way to go. I agree. I agree, um, and it's very frustrating. I'm Malucha says it's like WWE gentrified his moveset. They, they made it very just like, bleh. Generic. It's yeah. generic. KE775 says, I like Nick Khan's vision with the Saturday pay-per-view and other stuff. Well, sorry, before I get into this, I do like that after the match, Shelton like went face to face with him. That sets up next week. It gives me a reason. Cool. If he faces Shelton next week, so be it. K775 mentions Nick Khan's vision with Saturday pay-per-view, but his boss's bad creative is undermining his good ideas. Is Cardiff still the UK favorite? Um, let me look at a message that I, I got legitimately over a hundred messages today. Uh, so I got to kind of wade through them, but, um, Yes, that is that is the favorite that I've heard so far is Cardiff. And I saw a lot of people saying, oh, my God, it's it's all out weekend. Well, I mean, if they do a show all out weekend, it's going to be in the afternoon. So um, I, my, my heart hurts for the Louis Dangors and the Alex McCarthy's of the world who would like to travel over here and cover an AEW show. But if you're them, you cannot pass that up. I love that they're doing a UK show, which was not officially announced, Denise. I love uh, SummerSlam in Nashville because I can go to it. I can drive to it. I love two-night WrestleMania, which FightfulSelect.com reported eight weeks ago. And I love Saturdays. This schedule had so many wrestlers happy that I talked to today. What did you think of it, Denise, as somebody who covers this stuff? Because I know that previously, Saturdays were a lot of the days that you worked, and like some of these will be adjusted because they piggyback off of this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. 
If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. These shows. All right, so I got to tell you. First and foremost, Sean, I got a homework assignment for you. And as a Fightful Select subscriber, I'm hoping to see this pretty soon. I need answers here. Put this in the mailbag, whatever you want. Why the hell haven't we got, why don't we have any pay-per-views coming up in Los Angeles for WWE? Why? I need an answer, Sean. Why? Okay, so I asked around, and this was one person that said it that they thought that they were going to try to use L.A. and New York as big TV show cities for a couple times in the year. Like, they would put on, like, big big SmackDowns or big Raws or something like that and make them feel a little bit more special than normal doing that. I don't, you know, they say a lot of things. Will it, will it happen like that? I don't know. But that was just the reason that was given to me today. Because I so specifically asked... Like- Maybe more like Raws and Smackdowns over here next year. Maybe, perhaps. I mean, look look what they did. They they announced Staples Center like two months before. Like, because I had, we reported it on FightfulSelect.com. But when Vince and Nick Khan heard that Raw was scheduled for LA, they're like, no, no, we're going to do it for Fox there. We're going to make it a big show. We want to make it like a party for our Fox people to come there. So I would imagine it'll be like New York gets some big Raws. Uh, LA gets some big smackdowns. I think that I think AEW is kind of showing them that they can go back to the same markets over and over again if they put on good shows. It's just, will they put on good shows? I don't know. Oh, well, that's a little bit bummy. Well, anyways, other than that, those were for selfish reasons since I live here. But understandable, the point, yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that I do want to get at, though, Sorry, is I got that, some good news for you soon. Don't worry. Oh, yay, thank I'll tell you. you I'll tell you off the air. How about I'm that? Excited. I'm excited. Anyways, but um, I like the Saturday shows. I I think it's a it's a, they should have done this a long, long time ago. I mean, this is way overdue. Uh, I'm glad that they did Saturdays. I I like the idea of having Sundays off, possibly. Yep. I mean, depending on what other you know promotions are running what that day you're gonna be you're gonna be working 11 a.m shows on sunday like live that's what yeah that's what you'll be doing you're gonna be doing a wwe pay-per-view on saturday like covering it and then you're gonna wake up for effie's big gay brunch at 11 probably doing some interviews there or some some announcing some stuff like that i mean yeah, it's going to be wild. I mean, this week was kind of a mess. And this week was like, I this week kind of sucked for me because I didn't even get to watch Bound for Glory. Sure. At this point, I'm like, it already passed. I already missed that train. 
oh, wow, too bad. It was just one of those things where I cannot do everything, you know, that sort of thing. But either way, I like the idea of them doing the pay-per-views on a Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it all works out. And uh, I like the fact that they're doing a bunch of stadium shows. I do like the SummerSlam location as well. That's a really good one. Obviously, I already, we are, they had already announced the Las Vegas uh, Allegiant Stadium show. That should be a good time too. And uh, that's kind of about it. Guys, get your super chats in. It would mean an awful lot. ShotKid29 says, Andre the Giant was able to throw drop kicks early in his career. Just saying, Andre did a lot of things that people don't realize that he could do, like tombstones and like modified pedigrees. Sheldon Jackson says, hence why I'm, if, I'm, if I'm in NXT, I'd rather stay in NXT than go up to the main roster because the main roster ruins so many great talent. I think you underestimate the pay bump there, my friend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the important thing. Veer is coming to Raw. Oh, my God. I'm amazed. Havri says, SRS is coming to the post-Raw review, just like Veer is coming to Raw. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. man. I love that we super do, chat. We should have done that. We should have been like, oh, my God. So, it, like, either me or you is coming gonna, to the Raw post show. I'm going to build, uh, I'm gonna build that, that hype video. <laughs> you should make a hype video because, like, damn, that was kind of silly. I loved how they set up Dominic and Austin Theory. We're backstage. This reminded me of like 2000 Raw and SmackDown. They're backstage. Rey Mysterio is talking about his match. Austin Theory approaches and he's like, oh, let's get a picture. And he doesn't want Dominic in it. He wants Dominic to take the picture. And Dominic's like, I'm not your photographer. And Austin Theory challenges him to a match. Dominic says yes. This gave me a reason. Why are we seeing this match? This is why. Now, what I don't want to see is this match again. Because Austin Theory won fair and square, walloped him with that finish. Holy cow, killed him with that finish. I like the setup. I like the match just fine. Austin Theory winning makes sense. I like this a lot. All right, I'm going to be brutally honest here, okay? Well, not too brutal, but a little bit. Um... I like the setup for this match, too. I thought it was hilarious the way that he did it, that he wanted the picture with Rey Mysterio and asked Dom to take the picture for him. That was great. But I just don't. I like Dominic a whole lot. I really do. But he's just not that great in the ring. And when he's not with Rey Mysterio, it just really, really shows a lot more. And I just... He just needs to, more improvement. Well, it's just too clear, too obvious. If you want to find out what he's doing to improve, check out the newest Fightful magazine where I had an interview with Dominic Mysterio. Check it out. We have a tribute to Daphne Unger from Taylor Hendricks. We have Shaza McKenzie in the Wrestler's Tribune, the return of Jack, or Becky Lynch, uh, why you need to watch Joshi Pro, uh, all kinds of great stuff. Cover story on Darby Allen, fightfulmag.com. It'll be up there shortly. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, an exclusive interview. We finally got through our uh, seven-part, uh, I think it was 70 parts, uh, with Ricky Steamboat. And Jimmy tasked me. He said, who can you get me? Who can you get me for Fightful Magazine? And I said, the biggest goddamn star in wrestling, Dominic Mysterio. And we had a fascinating chat. It was legitimately a very, very good interview. Well, uh, Denise, I think, well, I, okay. We didn't see a, did we see AJ Styles at all tonight? 
You no, no. Okay, I don't think he was backstage. No. But I would like to think, Denise, that WDB posted that it's time for a new era. And they tweet with Randy Orton and Riddle against AJ and Omos. And all the follow-ups to it, which was, what the hell are you doing, mate? And said, you know, we should change this. And they did. We had the Dirty D-Wags, Alpha Academy, and Street Profits in a top contender match. I didn't need the title match to be tonight. Maybe set it up for next week. But... I got to say, uh, I liked virtually everything about this. I loved the match. I loved that they highlighted three teams. I liked that the D-Wags won. I even liked that the Street Profits lost. And normally I wouldn't like that the Street Profits lost, but here's why. Omos comes out in the middle of a no-DQ match, and it's like, there's no DQ. I don't even have to hide this. And how's his big ass going to hide anyway? He attacks the Street Profits. So they now have a reason to go after AJ and Omos in a non-title situation. Sweet, rad, great. That makes all the sense in the world. Then you've got a third team, Alpha Academy, outside who didn't get pinned. So they can emerge later on and possibly be challengers. I thought this was booked really well. Denise, this shit ain't rocket science. You book something that makes sense. It helps out like five teams at once. And everybody wins here. I loved this. I thought this ruled. Um. Well, <laughs> okay. I could see you oh rolling my. your eyes. <laughs> okay, look. I said a lot of great stuff about today's show, okay? I really did, all right? I did. So cut me some slack here. I need to do, like, confession hour, and I'm going to be brutally honest here, too. I did could care less about what we were seeing during this match, Sean. I'm so sorry. I'm a fan of all of these guys, but I could care less because I've seen a variation of this match multiple times on SmackDown, and I paid attention to all of those matches, so cut me some slack, but during this match, I decided to pull up across the nation on Spotify, and instead I was dancing to that song. I'm sorry. I could not get invested in this match whatsoever. I tried. I really did try. I couldn't get into, into it. I loved it. I loved the booking of it as well. Like, it just made a lot of sense to me. To me, it helped out five different teams at the same time, or at the very least, didn't hurt five teams because I know that there's something for the Street Profits to go to next week. All for it. Well, then we got the Dirty D-Wags taking on RK Bro. And the Dirty D-Wags changed their gear. Did you notice that? I for the did second notice match? that. Yeah, yeah. Love that touch. That is such a Ziggler thing to do. And they had a good match. What'd you think? Okay, see, now this match, I did make sure to pay attention to, okay? Because I was like, all right, cool. You know what? I'm going to be nice, all right? I'm going to give this my full attention, okay? And I'll tell you this much. As much as I was not really all of that interested, and I'll just be real with you, I was not really interested in looking into this match. Uh, I thought that Matt Riddle and everything that they all did in this match really got me interested in it, especially the last few minutes. The last few minutes I thought were very exciting. And leading up to the finish, I thought were fun. I like seeing, you know, uh, the incorporation of like Matt Riddle and Dolph Ziggler and just them going, going, going at it back and forth. Uh, I thought that was really fun. And then that was kind of it, though. 
I mean, uh, it, this this would have made a lot more sense to me to just do next week. Just do it next yeah, week. Yeah, they didn't have Pro to do it today. Promote no. something else. Like you, To me, you should have something with stakes every single hour of the show. A top contender match, a tournament match, or a title match every single hour of Raw to keep somebody's interest. But save it for next week. Just save it for next week. I'd be fine with that. The champs don't need to be wrestle ever, wrestling every week. Well, given how good that main event was, man, I would have I would not have minded an extra 10 minutes because that was dope. Yeah. Nerd Guru says, poor Rhea Ripley. Her ceiling is so high and they just have her in limbo. Makes me mad because she's uber talented and should be up there with Bianca. Well, this may come as a surprise to you guys. She is actually the world tag team champion right now. <gasps> you wouldn't know it because they never talk about Raw, the title. Right? Yes, they never. Okay. Well, technically, they're on both shows, but oh, yeah, you wouldn't forgot. know it. And let me tell you, there are a lot of women on the roster that have no clue what they're doing. They've been drafted. They have no clue what they're doing. They broke up Tegan and Shotzi, who won three matches over the champs, won a tag, won a tag contender match, nothing. You know how fire that freaking match would have been between them, Nikki and Rhea. Not only that, Shotzi was actually getting a lot of tv time on nxt she was doing something on nxt a whole lot and for them just to you know obviously give her this promotion and it's great da, 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 da. and then for it not to even go anywhere and now we haven't even seen her since i don't even know when's the last time we saw her to be honest yeah i think it's kind of messed up guys get in your super chats we are heading down the home stretch we're at the main event basically i want like oh, 40 bucks from you guys Luis Polito says, show was good, but on Mondays, honor is real. Yes, please check out youtube.com slash Fightful Distraction. We have, for some reason, given the fellas over at the Distraction their own YouTube channel. It was formerly the Fightful MMA channel, but you can check out the Fightful Fight Night watch-alongs here on this channel. Uh, and we've got some good ones coming up. So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Like Even though the, the wrestling schedule is, is slowing down a little bit, We've got uh, UFC 267 this weekend. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. Then a UFC the next weekend. So uh, our our schedule isn't exactly slowing down, even though there's no big wrestling shows the next couple weeks. But we did get a heckin' ladder match, Denise. So Sonya came out after everybody made their case, and she's like... Oh, I love that Adam Pierce wasn't there, by the way. He got F5'd out of his goddamn pants last week, so he shouldn't be there. But Sonya's there. She's ready to fight. She's ready to fight. She's ready to she, throw some hands. She is. And uh, she says, let's make this a top contender match, and let's make it a ladder match. Now, part of me is like, of course they're doing that the night before NXT does it. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, of course they I didn't are. even remember. I didn't even think about that. Yes, of course they're doing it. Uh, check out my interview with Indy Hartwell. She's promoting that. Must be nice. But holy crap, this match ruled. Um, Kevin Owens walked into the arena today and he thought, how can I piss blood tomorrow? <laughs> well, Denise, holy cow. <laughs> Bro, he came out. He did not give a damn. He's just smashing his head right into those ladders, like multiple ladders. He's like literally walking and just like banging his head on the damn ladder. That was awesome. I love Kevin Owens. This was incredible. This was an amazing match. This was so fightfulselect.com broke the news of this. And when I got the word, I was like, 
So my first thought is, is somebody trying to work me? Because that's really good. <laughs> I was like, how sad. I was like, is somebody trying to make me report something? That way somebody can dunk me and be like, LMAO, not true. Because I looked at that and I was like, that's going to be great. And it was. It was exactly as good as we thought it was going to be. Holy crap amazing ian says i would love to be on the fly a fly on the wall and cko raise his hand when the match producer asks who's willing to do this death defying spot it's 1000 percent of certainty at this point for kevin and they always look good they Bless always look smooth he's freaking amazing he went out there and he i think he took he took the worst beating out of everybody and that's not even including like the finish i mean everything that everything else that happened during this match was just like jesus christ kevin owens he he has a death wish it's great j blood says who deserves a wwe title shot out of four guys who don't deserve it sounds like main event material well here's where i'll let it go season premiere <laughs> We just talked about this. We had a whole argument about it. I tried to it. tell Denise that that was the, the, the oh, case that they're making. shit. <laughs> this is BS. I couldn't get you to curse for the first year on this show. Yeah, I know. Kari Fly says Raw basically started with a measuring contest that ended up with Seth, Seth proving he was bigger. Well, Seth got the win here. That made a lot of sense to me. So what I don't like, Denise, is four people who lost getting a title shot. However, I do like somebody having to earn the title shot. I can say that they lost all they want, but you know what? Seth beat a bunch of former champions. He earned the title shot. I'm okay with it. And literally just based on this match, I'm like, damn, I still want to see all these guys get their go at Biggie, man. Like, I still want to see it. Like, I'm sorry, but it was just so good. You know, like I just, I, I thought like, Kevin Owens' swanton bomb onto the ladder right before the commercial was fantastic. Uh, Finn Balor literally launching Kevin Owens like above his head onto the ladder again. And then uh, Rey Mysterio freaking doing the 619 with the ladder and then just like leaping over the ladder. No, not he didn't even leap. Did he leap? Oh, no, he didn't leap over the ladder. He leaped onto the ladder Mm -hmm. and then like fell down with the ladder. I think on top, was it on top of Kevin Owens? I think so. So that was another like, dude. And then the finish, I just kind of felt like Seth Rollins absolutely killed Kevin Owens during that. Um, Honestly, this was good stuff. This was really good stuff. I just got word from Alex Pawlowski that he will be doing sour graps immediately following our uh, Raw review over on FightfulSelect.com. So please go subscribe. If maybe you're up for the night, you want something else to listen to, FightfulSelect.com. Alex Pawlowski will be going live. TDX says Owen's trying to cash in a Lloyd's of London policy and Orlando Orego says raw felt th- like a three hour smackdown tonight. I did enjoy the main event. Can't wait for Seth versus Big E. I can't wait for the feud. I can't wait for the match. I'm very excited about how this is going to go because it feels fresh, Denise. It feels like we haven't seen it a bunch of times. Now we're about to, we're about to see it like a hundred times. Uh, And what a lot of people don't realize, Denise, these two guys have been working each other for months on the the house show loops, like dating back to July. Like they have worked, I think, like seven or eight different matches, like dark matches and live event matches and all that. So they have the benefit of uh, working with each other 
quite a bit. And the last time they face each other in a singles match on TV was in 2014 on WWE main event of all so things. I, wow. They, no, they I, faced, didn't, I, don't, I didn't even see that. So They have never faced each other on Raw, on SmackDown, on a pay-per-view in one-on-one action. They've had three matches. FCW, the NXT title that Big E won in 2012, which I would love for them to reference, Denise. I would love for them to I'm reference sure that nine years ago, he beat him. But then a couple of years later, Seth was better than him. Play off of history because that's it's been long enough. You don't have to tell me that they face each other 10 times lately because they haven't. I'm so excited this is fresh, Denise. I, I don't expect this to be bad whatsoever. I expect this to be good. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins does really great work with whoever he's in the ring with. Big E is, you know, we already know that he's good too. And I think that both of them uh, are so, I think they're going to bring a very nice, fast-paced, energy ma- energetic match that I personally, I think it was a good call to have Seth Rollins win. I mean, you know, having Finn winning or, you know, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio, Kevin Owens, or any of those other guys would have been great too. But I think that Seth Rollins was definitely the obvious choice. And it was the right choice, I think, right now, given what Seth Rollins is doing and what Big E is doing, having them come together. It's going to be good stuff. Douglas Johnson says, imagine if there were two Kevin Owens in that match. When I posted the select post about the main event, I accidentally listed Kevin Owens twice. Oh. I bet they wish. I bet they wish they could clone him and then just re-sign him like that. Nerd Guru says, I think it's Survivor Series. They should have Sasha be the SmackDown Women's Champion, run back Becky versus Sasha in an DQ versus a Bailey return or via a Bailey return. Plant that seed for Becky Bailey. Guys, um, I don't know what's up with with Bailey. I, I don't know like how severe her injury is. Um, that I think the last time we had heard it was an acl injury uh but pw insider had said it was a torn acl if it's a torn acl she ain't back anytime soon um if it's just something else then maybe but i know a lot of people saw her post today it said got some good news smiling today that doesn't mean she's necessarily coming back i don't know what it means i don't know if it means she is or she isn't but i wouldn't be like I wouldn't be like banking on her to come back imminently. No, I definitely don't think so. Because when, when the, you know, her injury happened and the knee issue and all of that, I immediately expected her to be out for like almost close to a year and, you know, all of that. But then I forgot when, but a couple months ago or like a couple weeks or so, she posted something on Twitter where she said that she was ready. Like she didn't really say like she, it was Mm -hmm. kind of like those like vague tweets, but a lot of people took it as like, oh, she's like ready to return. And I mean, I don't know what that meant. It could have been like so, she's ready to do whatever, you know. I, I, I remember when Lars Sullivan had torn up his his knee when he he did the Lucha House Party feud and he tore up his knee, and then like four months in, he posted some workout videos of him doing like squats and stuff like that, and people were like, "Oh, he's ready." He was not ready. He was nowhere near it. Uh, people in WWE were telling me not only was he not ready, they feared that he could maybe never recover from that knee injury. But people were like, "Oh my gosh, no knee breaks. He's doing some workout." The man was rehabbing his knee so he could walk comfortably. Like these things take time. Um, one thing I didn't mention that I, I felt like I should mention I love the finish of Ziggler and Riddle, that tag match where they went pin for pin. We're talking about two amateur wrestling studs 
And Riddle won with what uh, amateur in amateur wrestling. It's a spladle. You never see it in pro wrestling. I want to see more of that. I want to see more good pins pinning good wrestlers. I want to see stuff like that. And that grappling exchange ruled. And so does Douglas Johnson, who says, Merry Christmas, Joel, to get us over our super chat goal. Thank you so much. Denise. Yes. Oh, actually, Kate Hensler says, what Play-Doh was it? Because it sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't read Dr. Seuss in a very long time. Hey, you'll have to explain that one to me. Denise, what do you got going on? It's been it's been a long weekend for you too, I'm sure. I'm dead tired, Sean. Me too. I'm dead tired. I'm to aging. Slip into a coma. I aged so much this weekend. It was nuts. <laughs> but anyways, um, honestly, this weekend, oh yeah. Um, well, I have a lot going on this weekend, actually, now that I think about it. Um, okay, so this whole weekend I'm doing a Halloween week on my show, Speak Now Pro Wrestling. I, every single day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to have like a different wrestling-themed costume on the air, so it's going to be like a lot of fun. And then on top of that, on uh, Saturday, I'm going to be doing like some MMA stuff where I'm going to be at a show Ooh. here in uh, Burbank. At the end, Burbank, I think, or Glendale, Burbank, Glendale, yes. I forget. Um, and that's going to be very exciting because I'll be doing like backstage interviews and that sort of thing. So that's going to be cool. And then the next day it's Halloween and I'm going to be giving out candy at my front door. So that's going to be fun. And then, yeah, a bunch of other little stuff sprinkled in between. Denise. What? You're burying the lead here. Do you know what Sunday really is? No, it's not Halloween. Did I forget? Is there a pay-per-view? Is there a show? What I forget? Oh. What's oh. on the 31st? I forgot. It's the Bengals versus the Jets, Denise. Oh, you scared me, Sean. I thought I had a show that I forgot. It's the you Bengals. You legitimately terrified me. The Jets and the Bengals are going to kick the living shit out of the Jets. It's going to be abusive. It's going to be bad. Ian says, it's been like a month since I super chatted, so I wanted to send love for MDK Salcedo and butts. Because as you know, guys. You know it's all about but. Sean, I have to go to the bathroom. Denise has got to take a big fat shit. <laughs> and uh, you're here putting this butt stuff. And I'm here like, all right, man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just about to slip into a coma. As we wrap up, Kate <laughs> said, what spladle was it? Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Yes, it does. Yes, you just read does. that, Sean. I, Did you I, forget? You read that 30 seconds it ago. It said Plato, Denise. Sean, you read a super chat. I'm gonna. I'm just going to keep you on the air until Denise shits her pants. <laughs> Denise, there was a Sean, typo in I I downloaded a freaking app that tells me to drink water. So I've been drinking a buttload of water. And I now I'm dip. like a goddamn fire not hydrant. Long, it's to not going to be a buttload of water. So how's, how's your day? Was it good? <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausted, but this is worth it to me. I am dead tired. <laughs> Look at I'm Sean. ready to pass out. Sean, I kid you not. Look, I have a freaking reminder right now. I don't drink Listen. this much water. Look, this is how much water I drank today. Denise. You see that? I don't drink this much water. I just refilled this. I drank a whole gallon. I drink a gallon a day, so don't don't give me that. But Denise, how much how much water is that? I mean, I've I've got to work wake to sleep again tomorrow. Oh, for Denise's toilet paper. Has Denise listened to business? Seven ounces, and then I haven't even included this little portion that I drank, and I still have to finish this portion. 
Sheldon says, "Is Denise listen to Biz Marquis Just a Friend song yet? You need to remind me constantly or I'll just keep forgetting. I, this wasn't for me. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't I didn't. know, but I just haven't done anything. I don't even know. I don't even know what this is about. Guys, no, thank know. you all so much. NXT show tomorrow. I had the backstage report on Fightful Select today. We're out.